Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. My brother Jesse's in some underground bunker right now, getting ready to power preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jess, thanks again for, I don't know how you make the time to do these shows almost every day. You're on the radio, plus you're traveling. Uh, yeah, he does sleep, but I don't know how much. Brother yeah. Jess. Plus, plus, I'm not the healthiest guy in the world anymore. No. I'm not. I'm not the uh, no, uh, no. United States kickboxing champion any no, longer. No, I don't think so, Jess. I think that uh, those days are gone, brother. But you know what yep. you are, brother? You're in love with Jesus Christ and his yeah. bride, the church. And you know that life is short and eternity is forever. And you take every breath of air like I do to help proclaim the gospel of Christ. I thank you for that. You, you nailed it, Terry. That's yes, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and you're on duty here and I'm on duty. We got a great show today. I want to um, tell you that the Dodgers are doing some crazy things, folks. They're, they're reissuing an invitation to these anti-Catholic group. They're not nuns. Come on, call them what it is. And we'll talk about that. Plus, we're going to tie it into 10 reasons why homosexual marriage is harmful and must be opposed. Because we're getting to the point they're grinding down on us, saying, oh, come on, just yes. accept it. Just accept. No, we're not going to accept it for a lot of yes. good reasons, and we want to convince you that. But Jess, my good-to-know file, or I should say need-to-know file, Wow, you're going to like this one, Brother Jess. And this is from Texas. Again, I mentioned it last week about uh, having chaplains in the public schools. But now Texas is pushing the church into state bill that has not only uh, Christian chaplains, but they want the Ten Commandments to be taught in all their public schools like it was when I was a little boy. What a novel idea. Number two, Mm. Jesse. Montana becomes the first state to ban TikTok over ties to communist China. They open their eyes. I hope more states follow that example. Now, now Nebraska must be doing something right because they just signed a new law restricting the transmutilation of children, and they're moving the football towards if the touchdown because now they're limiting abortion uh, to being uh, before you know uh, twelve weeks. So they're tr- basically more and more good things are happening. And then, you know what, Jess, one last thing, and I'll turn it over to you for that. Uh, This was a a study that says uh, only half of the Americans say that they definitely believe in God. What secularization has, this is something that I always say, and I've said it for decades, Jess, who's influencing who? The Vatican Council, too, was supposed to bring Christ to the world, but what I see happening is, Who's influencing who? The church hasn't been influenced enough uh, by, by its teachings. It's taking in the world too much, and that's why we're losing. That's my take, brother. You nailed it, Terry. <laughs> uh, I want to just mention before we go into the gospel yeah. reading is uh, on the need to know file. Yeah. I found this pretty interesting that uh, President Trump, he's promising, he's vowed to release all the JFK assassination files wow. if he's reelected. Mm-hmm. I wonder what we're going to find out. Oh, some surprises. And, yeah. And, and, and it's uh, uh, the uh, the nephew who's running for the Democrat Party, uh, Kennedy Jr. Yeah. He's actually said he's he's on he's on uh, he's given many interviews. He says yeah. that the CIA has killed his killed his uncle. If that comes out, and, no way. That's, oh, that's gonna be Terry, huge. If this is because what what that if that comes out, yeah. If, if Trump becomes president and declassifies the JFK assassination files, oh yeah. And if Kennedy Jr. if what he says is true that they that the CIA whacked his uncle, yeah. Um, all I can say, Terry, 
is that the CIA and the FBI should be abolished because what they've become, they've become domestic uh, intelligence agencies against Americans. Wow. And if this is true, Terry, yeah. well, we already know they were, they were weaponized against Donald Trump. Oh. We already know that. Yeah. And weaponized against pro-life Catholics yep. and traditional Catholics. But if we find out even further that they were also part of the assassination of the first Catholic president, uh, these two alphabet agencies should be removed forthwith. Amen, Brother Jess. Anything else on the good to know file? If not, let's get some soul food in our soul, brother. From John. Speak, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. Uh, Gospel of John, chapter 17, verses 1 to 11. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, and by the way, Terry, Father Steve Dethrone, have you noticed when he does the consecration at Holy Mass, he always raises his eyes to heaven. Of course he does. Yes. Yeah. It's a, every time when he was my pastor for 10 years, I love to watch him at the consecration because <laughs> he'd raise his eyes towards heaven. Yeah. And this is, it's right out of John chapter 17, <laughs> verse one. Yep. He copies our Lord. Yep. Father, the hour has come. Give glory to your son so that your son may glorify you just as you gave him authority over all people so that your son may give eternal life to all who know him, who get, to all you gave him. Yeah. Now, this is eternal life that they should know you, the only true God and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. I glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work that you gave me to do. Now, glorify me, Father, with you. With the glory that I had with you before the world began. I revealed your name to those whom you gave me out of the world. They belong to you. And you gave them to me. And they have kept your word. That's an important phrase. Kept your word. Because I'm saying we're in a time of testing right now. How many Catholics are going to keep God's word right now? Yep. It says in the Bible, now they know that everything you gave me is from you. Because the words you gave to me, I have given to them. And they accepted them and truly understood that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. Oh, that's so beautiful. Notice Jesus is praying for us. It's high priestly prayer. What a beautiful thought. He says, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for the ones you have given me. Yeah, our Lord is not praying for the L.A. Dodgers Corporation. Trust me. Nope. He's not praying for them. He's not praying for uh, the transgender ideology cabal. No. Okay. He says, and now I will no longer be in the world, but they are in the world while I am coming to you. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there's a lot in that gospel, Brother Jess. Yeah, there's a lot in here. It, our Lord is basically saying this, <laughs> is that we we are, as C.S. Lewis says, mm -hmm. as Christians, we're here on earth, which is a foreign land. It's Egypt. We're on a sabotage mission. <laughs> What's the sabotage mission? To bring in the social kingship of Christ to every yeah. individual and every nation. When did that get started? Jesus came down from heaven to earth. I'll use some military language, like a paratrooper coming down in a parachute into enemy land. He came like a paratrooper 2,000 years ago. We call that the incarnation through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And our Lord Jesus Christ gave us this message that the world never received. It's called the gospel, the good news. 
the plan of salvation. And we are called Jesus Christ. He detonated the gospel and it has exploded throughout the entire world from Jerusalem. That explosion is called Catholic Christianity. All of us are soldiers of Christ through confirmation. We're called to carry that sabotage mission to sabotage the works of Satan, to sabotage the works of the flesh and to Reconquer this world for Christ the King. That's today's gospel, Terry. Well said. Let's uh, let's go ahead and bring the smartest guy into the room right now, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Oh, see ahead. I try to pick a statement from Fulton Sheen that's tied into the theme of the show, and we're going to be talking about why homosexuality, so-called marriage, is harmful and must be opposed. And here's what Bishop Sheen has to say about pride and i'm talking about man and god pride is at its peak when man cuts himself off from any relation to god and thus makes himself a god that's pretty much what we got going right now in our culture bishop sheen says he elevates his relative character into an absolute very much like a carbon copy calling itself the original so here's what we are doing in our culture right now. We just gave that statistic that less than 50% of America even believes in God. Well, we're acting like God doesn't exist in our country. And that's why I think we as Catholics and other Christians out there, we need to stand up and make a stand because we're being rolled over right now by secular humanism. So Bishop Sheen, thank you for pointing out that fact. Your thoughts, Jess? Harry, I couldn't have said it better. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, and uh, Fulton Sheen, pray for us. Amen. And Jesse, I want to also remind everybody, the men's conference is coming up with your brother, Jesse. Give us a little plug right now. Why Why should men be at your conference for the men for Father's Day weekend? Terry, my, my brother Johnny and, and myself, we're a little bit different. We're, we, we're cut from a different mold, uh, <laughs> as you well know. Yeah, uh, people think? used to call us the sons of thunder. Yep. We want to inspire men to uh, to get to heaven, to get yeah. their families to heaven, to become holy. Johnny and me have took the intensity that we learned as young martial artists and exactly. boxers. We took that. We were ferocious fighters, both me and my brother. We were vicious. <laughs> uh, we were very respected in California, which is the largest state in the country in kickboxing. We made a big name for ourselves. But I'll tell you, we've taken that intensity and that ferocity and we've poured it into sharing the gospel of Jesus yeah. Christ because, because for us, the only thing that we want to be now is champions for Christ, not kickboxing champions. So you're, you're, you're a man. If they come, your sons, your grandfathers, your husbands, yep. they're going to be so inspired. They're going to walk out of that conference. They're going to say, sign me up, coach. I'm in. You got I want to be I want to be holy or die trying. Well, just call 877-526-2151. You can register with that or go to vmpr.org. Look under events. We come back, L.A. Dodgers reissue invitation to anti-Catholic drag nuns. What? Welcome back. Hey, Jeff, I know I'm running myself, but I want you, you've got some information regarding the L.A. Dodgers and what's going on with this reissuing invitation to the you know, anti-Catholic 
uh, they call them nuns, but they're not nuns. They're they're men dressed as women and dressed in, as a nun. And so it's really an atrocity and a blasphemy against our Catholic faith. Let's talk about they're actually apologizing to these these this group and saying, oh, we're going to bring you back to the Pride Day here at Dodger Stadium. And we're pretty upset about that. Okay, let's give a let's give a context to this. You got it. So the LA Dodgers yeah. are gonna are gonna be, you know, they're a woke organization at this point. Yep. They're gonna be celebrating Pride Month. And so within Pride Month in June that Obama gave us, for those of you that uh voted for Obama, um <laughs> no thanks to you. Um Obama and Biden gave us Pride Month in June. Now it's dedicated that entire 30 days to celebrate sodomy. Uh, and so there's an organization called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They started in San Francisco back in the 1970s. They're not nuns. No, everybody. They're, homos- they're homosexual men. They're, they're not nuns. <laughs> so the LA Dodgers yeah. is going to uh, give them uh, an honor, a, an award for the service that they've been providing to the community for decades. Yeah. What service have they been providing? Okay, these are men that are homosexuals, dressed like women. They go out in parades, dressed like Catholic nuns and priests, and they mock the Catholic faith. Oftentimes, their body parts are exposed from the waist down or from the breast up. And what they do is they're basically trying, they're disrespecting and blaspheming the holy virgin nuns that the church has given us for the last 2,000 years. And the L.A. Dodgers is going to be honoring them. June 16th. With a, yep. Yeah, with they're receiving an award during the ceremony. So this is blasphemy, Jesse. For, for, for their, it, 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 the Dodgers are saying, for their life-saving work that they've been doing tirelessly for decades. You know what their life-saving work is? Mocking and insulting the Catholic faith. Let me ask you a question, Terry. Yeah. Do you think the Dodgers would? I don't know. Muslims. That's you right. Think, yeah. Right. You think if 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 these homosexual men from San Francisco? Yeah. Go ahead. Dre- dressed like Muslims. Yeah, I said the same uh, thing, brother. Yeah. Were the tunic? Yeah. With sandals. No way. They would with, never with, do with, it. With, with, with a burqa. Nope. Uh, Wouldn't with, happen. With, with, or if they dress with like Jews yeah. with a young no, only Catholics and, and long curly because you think they would go in public and mock these two other religions? Not great, a point. Chance. not even a minute chance wouldn't happen. Oh, but the Catholic Church, oh, we can beat open them up. Season open season, and I'll tell you one thing, Terry. A lot of this is is because they can read the tea leaves, they're not dumb. Yeah. What do I mean by they can read the tea leaves? I right, go ahead, Jess. Okay. So yeah. the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, these homosexual men yeah. that started back in the 70s in San Francisco, they're saying, huh, there's 14 pro-LGBT bishops in the USCCB. Interesting. Huh. They've got a speaker that zips around the country from college to college, university to university, called Father James Martin. Yes, that has papal approval to speak. Yep. I can't even get diocesan approval to speak. Father James Martin, who speaks heresy, gets papal approval. That's, that's the world we live in. You think they're not reading the tea leaves? They're saying, huh. <laughs> 30% of the Jesuits and the Oblates of Mary Macklin or higher are homosexuals. Huh. 
a large swath of the Roman Curia yep. are homosexuals. It's true. You think that the these homosexual men, the uh, sisters of perpetual judgment, you think they don't know that? In other words, they're saying, right now is the time to strike. Exactly. They're weak. Because, they're weak. Because they're weak right now. You know why? Because we've infiltrated the A-team. Who's the A-team? The clergy. Exactly. And so what do we have to do? The B team has to stand up, Terry. Yep. And we have to, we have to, as St. Paul said to Peter, we have to resist him to his face. And and Jesse, I might add, the only thing they're going to listen to is money. Okay. Yeah. If they find out that, that the Catholics say, you know what, we're going to boycott. We're not going to go to Dodger Stadium. We're not going to pay 50 bucks to go see a ball game. Can you imagine thousands and thousands of people not going to Dodger Stadium because of their faith? This is what we need to do because that's the only thing they're going to listen to. Yep, and I'll tell you, here's uh, here's what we Catholics should do. Get your paper and your pencil. Okay, let's get it out. I'll t- get your paper and your pencil. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat this a, a half a dozen times. Yep. This is the person that we, you want to contact. He's the one that's behind all of this. His name is Eric Braverman. Coincidentally, he's a practicing homosexual. Oh, just by chance. Oh, no, of yeah, course yeah. he is. Of course. He actually, he actually got married in right the Dodger State? field. Yep, of course. Yeah. There's right a New York right Times article. Right in the infield. Yeah, a, mm-hmm. a New York Times article that show him with his uh, gay, his homosexual uh, yep. partner. Yep. Okay. He's the Dodger executive in charge of Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. Here is his email. Fanfeedback at ladodgers.com. All one word, all lowercase. Fan, F-A-N, feed, F-E. E D back B A C K at LA Dodgers.com. Again, contact Eric Braverman. He's the executive in charge of Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. His email is fanfeedback at LA Dodgers.com. His email, Eric Braverman, is Fan feed back at ladodgers.com. I'm going to give it to you one more time. Eric Braverman, he's the Dodger executive in charge of Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. Here is his email, all lowercase. It's fan feed back at ladodgers.com. Dot com. Here's the number that the Dodgers have set up for any questions or concerns about this event. So the Dodgers have set up a number. It is 323-224-1507. I'm going to give it to you five more times. <laughs> Call them up, be respectful, yep. be firm, and tell them that you are not going to ever spend another dollar on anything from the Dodgers because they have crossed the line and insulted our Catholic faith. The number to call the Dodgers about this event is 323-224-1507. The number to call the Dodgers to Register your complaint for this Pride Night insulting of the Catholic Church 
by these homosexual men. Call three, two, three, two, two, four, one, five, oh, seven. Got His it. name is Eric Braverman. Yep. He's the executive. He's running the Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. One more time. His number is three, two, three, two, two, four, one, five, oh, seven. That's the number to call the Dodgers for any questions or concerns or complaints about this event. Terry. And just, just to make this has been going on 10 years for Dodger Stadium uh, this Pride Night. And, you know, people have just kind of looked the other way. And I think it's time now that as Christians, especially as Catholics, that this time of picking on, uh, you know, making fun of our religion, you know, this is just not acceptable. And I think by calling that number, you know, 323-224-1507, if you do call that number, like Jess said, be nice about it. Say, you know, I've been going to, what I'm going to say, I'll just tell you this. I've been going to Dodger Stadium since 1962 as a child. Loved it. I've taken my kids there. Guess what? You're losing a generation right now because of, you've crossed the line, as Jed said, Jesse said. And I'm not going to take my grandchildren there. We're done. Unless you make it a family-friendly place, you're done. And this idea of bringing immorality and, and attacking our Catholic faith, that's not acceptable. And so you just, you know, you're going you're gonna to block out about, oh, I don't know, uh, maybe 30, 40% of, I mean, there's only 5 million Catholics in L.A. County. So, you know, you want to you offend them? Great. And then I'm going to ask them, on, I'm going to be right, right direct from saying, if this was a Muslim situation where you're mocking the Muslims, would you do it? And just ask the question. They're not going to answer, but I think you make your point. That's my take. So you got your script, everybody. That's right. And uh, so let me let me mention it again for those that are just tuning in right now. And they're saying, I need that. I need that email again. Mm -hmm. Eric Braverman, he's the uh, executive director. He's executive that runs Pride Night. He's a practicing homosexual. Yep. He got married in the infield at Dodger Stadium. Yep. There's an article in the New York Times showing it. Yep. His email is fanfeedback at ladodgers.com. Fanfeedback at ladodgers.com the number to call the dodgers for the, on this event to complain about it 3223241507 be firm but let them know that they crossed the line yep. this is unacceptable you're pulling out uh, your dollars from Dodger Stadium until this is rectified. Yeah, that's the only way, as I said earlier in this segment, they're going to listen. When they realize people aren't buying tickets, people aren't buying their hot dogs, or all their uh, things that they sell there, their hats, their jerseys. I mean, they're going to say, wait a minute, guys, we're, we're killing ourselves. And believe me, money talks. And I think yeah. that's how we have to handle it. T today on my blog, I wrote a letter that you could just copy and paste okay. and send the email. Good. Go to my blog, jesseromero.com, my blog. And here's the, the sample letter that I wrote that you could just copy it and paste it. it. Write this, write to them. I am a Dodger fan and you have disrespected my Catholic faith by your invitation to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence who are actually homosexual men. I will no longer patronize the Los Angeles Dodgers Major League Baseball team in any way, shape or form. I will let others know that your organization has made a mockery of the Catholic faith 
Would you do this to the Muslim or Jewish religion? That is, honoring homosexual men dressed in burqas or a skullcap. So much for unifying the community. Your organization has done a great job of dividing. Thank you very much. And then sign your name. Cut and paste that. I just wrote it. It's in my blog. Yeah. My blog today, it's called Los Angeles Dodgers Organization Blasphemes the Catholic Faith. Cut and paste my small paragraph. Put it in your email and send it to them or just have it in front of you and you can read it when you call the number because you're probably not going to talk to a person. You're going to have to leave a message. Just read that and, and just leave your name to it. You know, Jesse, just over the weekend, I had, you know, I think I had three funerals in, in Quinceanera and I got into a conversation with a active homosexual and we had our conversation and we agreed to disagree. And we come back from the break, we're going to talk about 10 reasons why homosexual marriage is harmful and must be opposed. And I'll let you know how my conversation went when we come back from the Terry and Jesse show. Yes, we're too blessed to be stressed. Yes, we're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, we'd both be billionaires. Stay with us, family. Wow, welcome back. Hey, Jess, I'll finish the story. I uh, was at, uh, you know, I do a couple hundred funerals here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. And there was a gentleman that came mighty early. And we started talking. And, you know, I'm always trying to evangelize. I got at least one lady coming to church and to confession next week, <laughs> which is this Saturday night. She's coming to the, she says, I need to come back. I said, you're right. But this particular gentleman got into an argument because I made a comment about um, we live in a culture that can't even tell the difference between a man and a woman. Well, he took offense at it. So we had a, <laughs> we were duking it out a little bit out in the front of the church talking about it. And uh, the bottom line is it says, you know, I get to decide what is truth. I said, yeah, no, I hear you. I, I just happen to believe in objective truth. It's outside of us. So for about 10 minutes, we got into it and I heard his arguments and we, you know, we went around and bottom line is he said, it's whatever I feel. And I get it. I said, I, I, feelings have nothing to do with it. You know, in other words, we got into the kind of philosophical realms of, uh, I make my own religion, you know, and uh, I decide what is true and what is false. So these are the kind of things. That's why I say this topic, Jesse, the 10 reasons why homosexual marriage is harmful and must be opposed. We need to give our listeners fuel. So when you have these conversations, like I did at the church, you can intelligently you know, make sense to them. And, you know, again, free will. They can reject it or accept it. But at least I gave them, hey, you're offending God. You know, the one who created you, dude. And uh, anyhow, I just uh, I think this article is very appropriate. So let's get into it, Jess. Yeah, Terry, uh, I just have additional information yeah. that I think that I think is relevant Good. to the Los Angeles Dodgers reinstating oh. the Pride Night invitation All right. to this to this drag to this drag group, which are a bunch of homosexual men. Yeah, what's it? What added? What do you got? The person uh, that's the executive that's in charge of this, his name is Eric Braverman. Yeah, I just got his personal email. <laughs> Good, Eric. I got his personal email. Yeah, let's let's, let's so fill it up. Get your paper, your pencil. This is the the person in charge of all of this. His personal email is. Eric B at LADodgers.com. Eric, it's it's capital E. Ah, uh, I just lowercase, lowercase. That's what you E R 
I K, not not C, E R I K B at L A Dodgers.com. E R I K B at L A Dodgers.com. This is the person in charge of the whole thing. <laughs> Eric uh Braverman. His email is Eric B at LADodgers.com. Two more times. Awesome. This is the gentleman who is in a same-sex marriage. Uh, he got married at Dodger Stadium. He's the one in charge of this event. His email is Eric B at LADodgers.com. I will post it on my blog in about a minute. Excellent. His email is Eric B at ladodgers.com. Call him up, be firm, but be respectful. On my blog, Jesse Romero's blog today, I wrote a three-sentence statement. You can copy it and paste it onto your email and send it to him, sign your name to it, or call up. It's, it's, a, a, it's a hotline they set up for this. You're not going to talk to a live person, I doubt it, but if you do, just read what I wrote and just add your name to it. Be respectful, be firm, and let them know we're done with the Dodgers until they completely make an about face on this, Terry. Well said, Jess. All right, good good job. Let's get into this 10 reasons why homosexual marriage is harmful and must be opposed. Yeah, as as uh, this 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 is the issue that we'll be fighting with. And by the way, we have we must be willing, Terry. This is the hill that we must be willing to die on. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that, people say, oh, come on, you guys, you know, you guys are too hard. No, 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 no. This is, as Catholics, this is the hill that we must be willing to die on. Nobody has the authority or the right to change marriage. That's right. So we're going to give you 10 reasons why, as Catholics, we oppose homosexual marriage. Why we no, we not, we don't believe we know it's harmful yep. and it must be opposed. Yep. And so these ten reasons that we give you are going to help you defend marriage as the union between one man and one woman. Here's reason number one. Okay, homosexual marriage. It's not marriage. Oh. It's, it's a fake marriage. It's yep. fake marriage. That's right. Calling something marriage that does not make it. It doesn't make it marriage. I could say I'm married to my daughter and or a whale, or a dolphin. It doesn't make it a marriage. Marriage has always been a covenant between a man and a woman, which is by its very nature ordered towards the procreation and the education of children and the unity and the well-being of the spouses until death do us part. End of story. Yep. But the promoters of same-sex marriage propose something entirely different. They propose the union between two men or two women, and this denies the self-evident biological, physiological, and psychological differences between men and women, which find their complementarity in marriage. And it also denies the specific primary purpose of marriage, which is what? The perpetuation of the human race and the raising of children. Pretty awesome. Two entirely different things cannot be considered the same thing. You know, it's so obvious. Yeah, number two, it violates natural law, right? Marriage is not just any relationship between human beings. It's a relationship rooted 
in the human nature and is thus governed by natural law. Natural law, most elementary precept is, listen to this, this is, this is a good way of describing it, is that good is to be done and pursued and evil to be avoided. I'll repeat that. Natural law's most elementary precept is that good is to be done and pursued and evil is to be avoided. By his natural reason, man can perceive what is morally good or bad for him. Thus, he can know the end or purpose of each of his acts and how it is morally wrong to transform the means that help him accomplish and act into the act's purpose. So any situation which institutionalizes our circumvention of the purpose of the sexual act, it violates natural law and a subjective norm of morality. Here's the bottom line. Being rooted in human nature, natural law is universal. It's immutable. It applies to the entire human race equally. It commands and forbids constantly, consistently everywhere and always. And we can quote St. Paul taught in the epistle to the Romans that natural law is inscribed on the heart of every man. Romans chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. Number three, Jess. Terry, I'll put some meat on this. It's very simple. Hit it. If, if you put some, if you put oil yeah. in your gas tank, yeah. you're putting the wrong liquid in the wrong part of your car. Unless you're a two-stroke. It's going <laughs> to malfunction. Exactly. Or, or, or let's just say you put gas in the oil can. Yeah. There you go. When when you put different liquids in different parts they were, where they don't belong. They were designed with a purpose. Yes, that's called in Greek a teleos. Everything yep. has a purpose. And there's a purpose for our body parts. Exactly. Uh, yes. Sodomy is unnatural. The human person, male or female, that was not designed for that. It we're designed to go to the toilet, Terry. Yeah. That's what it was designed for. So number two, Three. it always denies, the homosexual marriage always denies the child either a mother or a father. Yeah, It's in the child's best interest that he be raised under the influence of his natural father and mother. This rule is confirmed by the evident difficulties faced by many children who are orphans or are raised by a single parent, a relative, or a foster parent. The unfortunate situation of these children will be the norm for all the children of a same-sex marriage. A child of a same-sex marriage will always be deprived of either his natural mother or natural father. He will necessarily be raised by one party who has no blood relationship with him. He will always be deprived of either a mother or a father role model. Same-sex marriage ignores a child's best interest. And it's a selfish act, Terry. Amen. It's certainly, well, that's what it is. Me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity. Number four, it validates and promotes homosexual lifestyle. Yep. In the name of the family, same-sex marriage serves to validate not only such unions, but the whole homosexual lifestyle in all of its bisexual and transgender variants. Yeah. There's no, there's no limits. Civil laws are structuring principles of man's life in society. As such, they play a very important and sometimes decisive role in influencing the patterns of thought and behavior. They externally shape the life of society, 
but also profoundly modify everyone's perception in evaluation of forms of behavior. So here it comes. Legal recognition. And I, I got Catholics who don't agree with me on this, but it makes sense to me. Legal recognition of same-sex marriage would necessarily obscure certain basic moral values to devalue traditional marriage. And here's another one. It will weaken public morality. So we have to put our foot down on this. Perry, uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, there are even some, I don't want to mention Hi, the name, but I, want to, I don't want to scandalize people, but there are even prelates in the Catholic Church that are for civil unions amongst homosexuals. And we just gave you the reasons why you can't, you shouldn't do it. See, you know what, Jesse, this is how messed up we are right now in our thinking. Yeah, we really are. Well, this is why, Terry, thanks be to God. You know, one of the things that's a blessing right now Tell me, is bro. that right now in 2023, in this time in salvation history, yeah. you have the most literate and informed laity yeah. that we've ever had that's in a thousand years. We can't be fooled right now, Terry. We can't be fooled by the media. We can't be fooled by politicians. And we can't be fooled by wicked prelates because we have access to information. That's Many right. of us, we're not, we, we could read. We're not illiterate. Yeah. And the documents of all the church... Uh, we can access them with a the, with the click of a finger. And so thanks be to God, Terry. Yes, these are times that are very dark, but we have the most literate, educated lady on planet Earth right now in 2,000 years. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse. We are back to Terry and Jesse show. <laughs> True Catholics with a PhD in common sense. We're talking about 10 reasons yep. why as Catholics, we are not homophobic. We're not transphobic. We're cynophobic. Cynophobic. You name it. Period. Yep. Anything that offends God, we're against. I'll say it again. We're not homophobic. We're not lesbophobic. We're not transphobic. We're cynophobic. Whatever offends God, we're against. Yep. Simple. Point number five, it turns a moral wrong into a civil right. Yep. Homosexual activists argue that same-sex marriage is a civil rights issue similar to the struggle of race, racial equality in the 1960s. False. Absolutely false. First of all, sexual behavior and race are essentially different realities. A man and a woman wanting to marry to, to, to marry may be different in their characteristics. For example, one may be black, the other white. One could be rich, the other could be poor. One could be tall, the other could be short. None of these differences are insurmountable obstacles to marriage. The two individuals are still a man and a woman, and thus the requirements of nature are respected. Same-sex marriage opposes nature to individuals of the same sex, regardless of the race, wealth, stature, erudition, or fame, will never be able to marry because of an, of, insur of an insurmountable biological impossibility. Secondly, inherited and, in, and unchangeable racial traits cannot be compared with non-genetic and changeable behavior. There is simply no analogy between the interracial marriage of a man and a woman and the marriage between two individuals of the same sex. Point number six, Terry? Yeah, it does not create a family, but a natural sterile union. Traditional marriage is usually so 
fecund, that means for fruitfulness, fecund, that those who would frustrate its end must do violence to nature to prevent the birth of children by using contraception. It naturally tends to create families. On the contrary, same-sex marriage is intrinsically sterile. If the spouses want a child, they must circumvent nature by a costly and artificial means of employing surrogates. The natural tendency of such union is not to create families. And here's the bottom line. Therefore, we cannot call a same-sex union marriage and give it the benefits of a true marriage. Well said. Number seven. Yeah, Terry, and I'll I'll tell you, this is, once again, as Catholics, this is not personal for us. This we're taking a principled stand based on our Catholic faith. Yeah, and just can I just jump in before yeah. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you said this contraception yeah. thing. I'm convinced that we wouldn't even be in this situation if we were able to show people that contraception is intrinsically evil, also. I think that's where it all started from. Yeah, that's where it all started from. So I'm convinced all of yeah, it. all of these oh, isms, yeah. Yeah. all of these isms, these sexual perversions. Yes. All of them it, 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 started. When Griswold versus Connecticut stated, yes, Americans can now y- use contraception. And by the way, people don't realize that the legal brief for contraception yeah. was funded by guess who? Drumroll, priest Hugh Hefner. Uh, it, no surprise. Hugh Hefner. He had a he had a vested interest yeah. in making sure that that uh, contraception became legal in the United States of America Absolutely. because it was, it was not so before 1968. Why did he have a vested interest? Because his playboy bunnies were getting pregnant within one or two years and they were outside of the circuit. He couldn't use them no more to plaster naked pictures all over his magazine. Yep. So Hugh Hefner wanted to say, how can I get 15 to 20 years out of a woman taking pictures of her naked Versus getting one or two years out of her. Yeah. Ah, well, we got to stop them from getting pregnant. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. So he's the one that funded the legal brief that the left brought to court and it went all the way to Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court sided with the left, funded by Hugh Hefner, to make contraception legal in the United States of America. It never was so before 1968. The case is called Griswold versus Connecticut. Yeah, and it's actually 65. Uh, I just want to, if people ask that, it's 1965. 68 was Hermione Vitae, where the church came out and condemned artificial birth control. But Jess's point is, once you take the procreative aspect of the conjugal love of a husband and wife, and you just make it into recreational sex, why, why not homosexual sex? Why not sex with a dog? I mean, this is where it's going. It just leads to anywhere. There's no limits. But you, Because we've taken God's plan and replaced it with man's plan. Every time that you do that, you fail. Disaster. Yep, disaster. And number seven, yep. homosexual marriage defeats the state's purpose of benefiting marriage. One of the main reasons why the state bestows numerous benefits on marriage is that by by its very nature and design, marriage provides the normal conditions for a stable, affectionate, and moral atmosphere that is beneficial to the upbringing of children. All fruit of the mutual affection of the parents, this aids in perpetuating the nation and strengthening society, an evident interest of the state. Homosexual marriage 
does not provide such conditions. Its primary purpose, objectively speaking, is the personal gratification of two individuals whose union is sterile by nature. It is not entitled, therefore, to the protection the state extends to true marriage. And I'll tell you how else marriage benefits the state. Guess what? Marriages produce more customers. Tax bases, baby. Come on. Jesse, let me just be real frank. You have two, you have three kids. Your kids are employed. They're paying taxes. They're buying cars. They're they all bought houses. They're buying houses. Okay, they all bought they houses. They all bought cars. See, without that, can you imagine what our culture would be like just on the financial end? Without customers, who do you sell to? Point number eight, Terry. You hit it, Jess. Go ahead, because Mike got cut off. Point number eight. It imposes, homosexual marriage imposes its acceptance on all society. By legalizing same-sex marriage, the state becomes its official and active promoter. Yeah. The state calls on public officials to officiate at the new civil ceremony, orders public schools to teach its acceptability to children, and punishes any state employee who expresses disapproval. In the private sphere, object, objecting parents will see their children exposed more than ever to this new morality businesses offering wedding services. They will be forced to provide them for same-sex unions and rental property owners will have to agree to accept same-sex couples as tenants. In every situation where marriage affects a society, the state will expect Christians and all people of goodwill to betray their consciousness, consciousness by condoning through silence or act an attack on the natural order on Christian morality. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jesse, before you get yes. to nine, I just want, because of the time, I want to make sure that we get this in. Number 10 is really what it's all about. It yeah, offends you're right. God, you're right. man. Come on, think yeah. about this. This is the most important reason out of the 10. Yeah. What, whensoever, yeah. Go ahead, Jess. I, I'll read it. Whatsoever one violates the natural moral uh, order established by God, one sins and offends God. Same-sex marriage does just that. Accordingly, Anyone who professes to love God must be opposed to it. Because here's what you do. You participate in the sin by not opposing it, Jess. Marriage is, is not, okay, marriage is not the creature of any state. Creature of any state. Rather, it was established by God in paradise for our first parents. From the very beginning, Adam and Eve. As we read in the book of Genesis, God created man in his image. In his divine image, he created him male and female. He created them. God blessed them saying, hey, be sterile. No, be fertile and multiply. <laughs> I'm joking. Fill the earth and subdue it. Genesis 1.28. It's right there in the Bible. The same was taught by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from the beginning of creation. God made them male and female. For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. Right in the Bible, Mark chapter 10. Genesis also teaches how God punished Sodom and Gomorrah for the sin of homosexuality. The Lord rained down sulfurous fire upon Sodom and Gomorrah. He overthrew those cities and the whole plain, together with the inhabitants of the cities and the product produce of the so soil. Genesis 19. Jesse, it seems to me we're going right back again. God coming down and condemning us for this. That's right, Terry. The homosexual movement, by the way, it's yeah. not a civil rights movement. No. It's not even a sexual liberation movement, no. but it's a moral revolution aimed at changing people's view of homosexuality, and it's aimed at the destruction of Christianity. And Jesse, they're going at us one moment at a time. We've been edge; they've been chipping at 
at us about saying, you got to accept it. You got to accept it. If you don't, you're a bigot. You're homophobic. No, we have to stick to our principles and have a biblical worldview on all topics, including so-called same-sex marriage. Terry, and I'll tell you why the left, the, the homosexual left, the transgenders, they're putting the pedal to the metal right now because they know that they have uh, they have the White House in their pocket. Yeah. Uh, President Biden has performed two so-called homosexual marriages That's true. Uh, as vice president. And Vice President Kamala Harris has has also performed one lesbian marriage uh, when she was, uh, I think, a senator. Uh, and so the fact is, they know that the White House, they have them in their pocket. And this is why they're putting the pedal to the middle. And can I just- Catholics, wake up Catholics. And Jesse, just to, just to keep people praying for this, that our bishops and Pope will stand strong because several French bishops asked the Pope to reformulate Catholic doctrine on homosexuality. Yeah, we've been infiltrated. And so they're trying to get the Pope to say, yeah, let's change the, the catechism to not say it's intrinsically evil. You know, And this is why the pressure is not just on the Dodgers, but on the Catholic faith itself. And so this is why we have to get down on our knees and pray for our leaders that they won't compromise with a worldly view and stick to a biblical worldview. I call it the perennial teachings are the deposit of faith because right now these bishops in France are pressuring the Holy See to change the catechism. Yes, folks, it's right in the National Catholic Register. That's another sad note, but this is why it's so important that we stand strong on this topic, Jess. Yep, Terry, we cannot cave in on this topic. No. Uh, we, we, there, there's no way we can back down. This is the hill to die on. That's right, brother. This is the, if there's a hill to die on, yeah. this is the hill to die on. Family. We are called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. <laughs> Set yourself apart from this corrupt generation, Terry. Well said. And that's why I end every show with Jesse, because ultimately the question is, yes, what state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Flee this corrupt world, Terry. And keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Yep. And remember, Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell. Yes, souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. We can participate in the salvific work of Jesus Christ. I don't care if you're three years old or 103. Sign me up because I want to participate in saving souls. And I know you do or you wouldn't be listening to us. And I want to thank all of the listeners who support us here at vmpr.org. We appreciate all the support, prayerful support, financial support. May God richly bless you. And now our favorite bishop, Bishop Joseph Strickland, will be on next here on vmpr.org. God bless you.